This is the Catholic Daily Journal for Saturday, April the 13th, 2019. It's the feast day of Pope St. Martin I. He was the big man for about six years during the 7th century. And at that time, the Western Roman Empire had failed completely. And Constantinople was the center of political power. The popes, though, stayed in Rome. At the time when a pope was elected, the tradition was that the Roman emperor would approve the choice by means of a symbolic gesture called a usio. Martin would be the only pope who neither requested nor received a usio. He did, however, call a council, known today as the Lateran Council of 649, to deal with a group of heretics called the Monothelites. They taught correctly that Jesus has two natures, human and divine, but they taught wrongly that he has only one will. And while it may seem like a small detail, the heretical group got themselves into a ruckus and started to make a nuisance of themselves, and they worked to turn political and powerful people against the Pope. They eventually got the Roman Emperor Constance II on their side, and he had Pope Martin and St. Maximus the Confessor arrested and ultimately exiled to present-day Ukraine. Martin died in exile in September 655. Today is the anniversary in 1873 of the Colfax Massacre. It was Easter Sunday in the small town of Colfax, Louisiana, in the modern-day Diocese of Alexandria. It was a response to the hotly contested gubernatorial elections of the previous year. A group of about 150 free black men, all Republicans, and members of the state militia occupied the Grant Parish Courthouse. The election was a mess. The Democrats put forward John McInerney, a Confederate battalion commander, and the Republicans put forth William Kellogg, a sitting U.S. Senator. After a notoriously shady election, both parties declared victory. Things played out with both parties certifying local officials and all of those officials trying to govern. The Democrats had put forward a very heavy-handed set of local officials who made every effort to disenfranchise the free black population, and that's when militia groups started to form. 150 men took the courthouse, and they brought the Republican officials in and told them to govern. This went on for about three weeks until Easter Sunday when the sheriff, acting on orders from the local Democrat officials, formed a militia of his own and started shooting. Rifle fire went on for several hours, but when the cannons started to roll in, about 60 of the 150 occupiers ran for it. They were all rounded up and summarily executed. And then they set the courthouse on fire. The Republicans raised the white flag and came out, but as they were laying down arms, all but about 50 were shot where they stood, and those 50 were later executed that evening. Historian Eric Foner called the Colfax Massacre the bloodiest single instance of racial carnage in the Reconstruction era. A total of 97 men were indicted for the massacre, but the Supreme Court in the U.S. versus Cruikshank vacated the indictments. Ultimately, the Colfax Massacre encouraged the growth of white paramilitary organizations around Louisiana and across the entire South. Finally, today in 1943, the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. was formally dedicated. It was the 200th anniversary of President Thomas Jefferson's birth. Jefferson was certainly one of the most important founding fathers. He drafted the Declaration of Independence. He was the first Secretary of State, the second Vice President, and the third President of the United States. 
His memorial fits very nicely with the Greek neoclassical style of the Supreme Court and the Capitol. Its designer, John Russell Pope, was clearly influenced by the rotunda of the University of Virginia, which Jefferson himself designed. The Jefferson Memorial and the White House are the two endpoints of the National Mall. The original plan for the Washington Monument was directly between them, forming a unified axis, but Washington, D.C. is built on a swamp. No pun intended. And so the ground couldn't support the weight. The Catholic Daily Journal is supported by listeners like you. For more information, visit catholicunderground.com. Until next time, be on the lookout for the Lord at work in your life.